episode three, part one. Now we're ready to get started with episode three, part two, and let's get started with this great conversation. I love, I love that it is, it is a song about action. Yeah, and it's we a song about it's, steps. Yeah, it's a song about decisions. Like, and that, and that's one of the things that's so beautiful about his penmanship and the gift that God has given him is how personal and practical like I feel you know what I feel Mm. one way to put it is um you know and and there's there's beauty in both things there's a lot of Christian music that talks about God and and talks about the word which is great right I feel like John writes about application you know how you go through that like how to study the word of God you know you have your observation you have your like interpretation like what is God saying to us yeah John John writes about like John I don't even know if he goes by John I'm talking about him like he's a friend um <laughs> he's a friend of my head love to be friends with dude but like he 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 writes about application mm. Yeah, that is true. He writes, he writes about application. How does this apply to his life? How does it apply to our lives? How do you live this out in situation by situation? And, um, and I love if you follow like the journey of his music from, you know, EP to albums, it really is where he is at the time mm-hmm. as he's matured. And I feel, you know, maybe being in the same age group as him, that it's interesting to hear, listen to his music and have it reflect maybe like different challenges we're facing now and how do we apply the word of God to this stage of our life in our walk um, and these situations and these challenges. Um, and I, I love it. I absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. That's absolutely good. That's it. good. Yeah. No, thank you. And uh, I definitely want to get more into the music. Um, but just before I do, I just have, um, I have two more things that I think about. Um, so in my first two episodes, I talked about like, per- well, I told you that like the identity, the purpose and identity part. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the second episode, um, I was talking, you know, so we we're talking about what, like how we're maximizing times. Yeah. With God. So in the second episode, I talked about like idols and, mm-hmm. um, I asked everyone who would listen, um, what idols are preventing like you or us from developing intimacy and purpose. And, um, and one, I really like your response because I just think it's real. Like that's where we are. Like we have these ups and downs in our walk and our intimacy with the Lord. So I think it's important to like highlight it, not that, um, and to give grace and not, not so much grace that it's just like, well, why even try for sure? No, not at all. Um, but um, when I was thinking about even doing this podcast, like an idol, I think for me was just like other people's opinions. And I was just like, oh, like, who's going to listen? Um, do people think it's a good That's idea? Important. Is it really, really the Lord telling me to do this? Yeah. Um, and, and, and then finding like an appropriate balance, like, because I said, if no one at all is affirming you then it's like well maybe you need to take some inventory and maybe that's not the lord <laughs> and then, but then not being on the other extreme of well how's this, how is this was it good what'd you think you know what i mean um and just relying so much on man's opinion and not pursuing the lord and what is he telling me to do what is he calling me to do am i listening to him i have the same holy spirit that any other of my fellow yeah. have, right 
So, um, and so I just realized like that was starting to creep up as like an idol for me, like some approval there. Um, So have you um, identified anything in your life that's kind of um, impeding that process of growing um, in that intimacy stage? And then, or if if you're like, I'm good, then like, what are some practical steps? No, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I don't know that I would answer like, I'm good. (laughs) I look forward to that day. I'll probably be with, I'll be with Jesus at that point. (laughs) Until then, it is a daily fight, you know, but a fight that we have the Holy Spirit uh, dwelling in us and and equipping us to, and giving us the power to fight. Um, So I, I, uh, I've arrived, right? You said? I've arrived. Uh, No, I I ain't arrived, you know, but I will arrive. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, 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 yes. (laughs) <laughs> yes, I don't deserve it. I don't deserve I'm it. I'm just trying um, to get that well done. Um, yeah, I mean, I think there, there, there are lots of things. I think, I think particularly because we're talking about maximizing time, mm-hmm. if we go back to that, I think it is um, leisure. Mm-hmm. The idea of, of, of leisure um, you know, I think one of the things that I'm, I'm being reminded of is like, we know that rest is something that we've been called to do and that it is, it is worship, indeed worship uh, to God to rest. Um, uh, but at the same time, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> we, we, are you done with yours? No, I went back to it actually, just like yesterday. I'm, I'm, ha- I'm halfway through. I need to, I, like that, this was one of the things I was like, I'm gonna finish up. Um, so. I would love to finish up and talk Listen, about this. Listen, it's so much more important now because that's what made me realize. Yeah. I was like, yeah. oh, I don't really probably yeah. need this because I'm not like hurting. No, no, no. That's why I have this joint out for that reason, Listen, you know? And I told, I put on um, Instagram, I was like, yeah, I was like a little bit offended when Pastor, because Pastor Mike gave us this book, y'all. And I was yeah. like a little bit offended. I was like, <laughs> like oh, no, I, I needed the book. I do. Me and Mike, no, no, I know I needed it. I was with my flesh. <laughs> Being like thinking like you know, like hurry, who's hurrying out here? The roof, and by the way, just so we're making it clear, the book is the ruthless elimination of hurry by John Mark Comer. Um, so, so good. And one of the reasons why, and this might feel like a change of subject, but it's not. No. One of the reasons why um, this book is even uh, incredibly pertinent in this time is, you know, we've gone from social, the world of social media um being being like an add-on to our life in the physical space mm-hmm. to it almost becoming our primary place of engagement um because we're not engaging a lot physically outside of going grocery shopping and you know some other things like that you know you know there are lots of good great things that are happening on social media but there are lots of lots of opportunity for distraction and constant engagement i remember the first you know one of the things within the first few weeks is like i love i mean i love me love music love artists and and i and i pray for these artists honestly in this time because i mean there are so many people whose um whose businesses and way of making a living have been have been impacted but think about artists for whom you know their primary one of their primary sources of of income was being able to do shows shows and tour yeah. That's not happening right now. 
like all of the, you know, people who have speaking engagements, all of these opportunities, all of these gifted, talented people, people who have been given gifts by God and gifts that God has given them to impact the world and help the world and entertain the world and all of that. And now like their outlets, which was an opportunity for them to exercise their gift and worship in that way, but also um, it, it was a means of, of, of one of the ways that God provided for for them has been shot. So, you know, even though it was a privilege, just everybody had an Instagram live um, video concert and whatever. And I was like, I love it. At first I was like, I love it. Then I was like, ah, everybody is on. Ah, and I love all of them. You know, what do I do? Which one do I go to? It's overwhelming. Every day someone will send me a message and be like, oh, this, this person is on live. I'm like, you know what? I'm good. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, and that helped. Because, because there was a time when things were normal. If you told me that an artist, one of my favorite artists was on Instagram Live doing an intimate concert and I ain't got to pay for it and I could just show up, you know, and I'm still excited about all of that. You know, I'd be the first one to lie. I'd be there, you know. I don't care if it's just me and you. It's a FaceTime now. It's just your face. My face is not involved. I'm going to just look at you as you do what God gifted you to do. So it's been an adjustment. There's a lot. There's a lot going on. Um, so I think, again, as we talk about that intention, I think it's leisure. It's sometimes we, we sit at home, we're at home. You know, I live in a small apartment, thankful for it. Um, but like the separation between the end of my day is moving from my desk, my dining table to my couch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so sometimes it can feel like, wow, you know, I've just been working so much. I need to, to decompress and download by some entertainment or some distraction or something like that. And, and I deserve it. And I have this time, I would usually be busy doing something else, but no, I think I'm forfeiting that opportunity and the blessing, the privilege that it is to be intentional about that time by spending it with God. And like you said, maximizing that. And I think that is something like when we think about it, it's like, Lord, what are you doing in this time? What do I have the privilege to do now that I would not have before? before we would have conversations about busyness that has us physically moving, but there are ways to be like sitting in the same place and yet still be moving and yet still be hurried. How can I still myself and slow myself? And, and as a result of doing that, actually um, engage in leisure and entertainment and understanding that those things are gifts from you, God, mm -hmm. that it is a gift from you and that it is a good thing. It is not intended to be a distraction, but it is a gift. Yeah. You created it. Mm -hmm. And I'm better able to receive and enjoy what you created because I've spent time with the one who gives the gifts. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. So, and that's, that's the idol, like making idols out of entertainment and leisure and all of these things that are good things, but they're not God. Yeah, you know. it's, it's uh, hard sometimes to like find that balance. Like, th I think this whole journey is just like a, finding an appropriate place to balance these things because, yeah. 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 So, but my you. prayer, my prayer is that we 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 build up these habits, though, um, that we're able to build these rhythms and um, and even when things shift, uh, prayerfully soon, um, you know, whenever the Lord's time is, that that it we would maintain them. Yeah. That's real. Yeah. That's a good prayer. Yeah. That's yeah. a good prayer. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I, so I say I'm going to transition to the last one that I was talking about my, with my questions. I'm sorry um, for being long winded. Oh, no, <laughs> listen, 
It's fine. I love it. You know, I love it. Right. And, and if whoever doesn't, you know, whoever sees this, then they can watch and appreciate it. But I love this. So it, you know, yeah, the long way. This is very much a conversation, which I love. I'm yeah. long way too. So, um, yeah. So I'd say um, that I can see like how God has used me in like encouraging people and coming mm-hmm. alongside others, like after they come to Christ. And, um, and as far as like, like purpose things going, it's funny because I was just going through, um, I don't know if I told you this, but, um, you know, I was in this mentorship program last year and I was, the Monica asked us, she was over the mentorship. She said like, what is your God dream? And I really had a difficult time with that question. And I went back and, um, like actually yesterday to look at the quite like what I wrote um because it took me a long time to answer that question because I felt um like I didn't even like the enemy was so in my head about it that I felt like a counterfeit like I felt like I didn't even have enough imagination to have my own Mm. dream like I had Mm. to steal from other people and Mm. then the Lord just kind of reminded me well one there's nothing new under the sun and so um like whatever he gives me, if other people are doing it, that's totally fine because mm. I am me. He created me. So yeah. he, I would be doing it however the Lord created me to do it, you know? Yeah. And so absolutely. a part of that was um, was doing the podcast. There was more and we could talk offline about that. But a part of it was like doing podcasts. And so I knew like that was a, a thing that I went to. This was a year ago. And mm. um, when I was thinking about it, um, I didn't realize I had written it down. And so going back for over a year ago and seeing it, I was like, oh, snaps, like, this is crazy. Um, and just seeing how the Lord brought me to this part, because when I tell you so many doubts about doing this and fear and like concern about, well, um, opinions and, you know, like the enemy was just like, <laughs> you know, um, but I can see how the Lord is like got got me to this point, and I'm always fearful of saying like, "Oh, the Lord told me to do this," because I sure don't want to be playing about that and saying what the Lord told me. And it's like, no, ma'am, I did not. <laughs> you know, um, but anyway, I can see how the Lord's using and encouraging folks um, in walk in their walk in their spiritual. Yeah. Um, and I'm on this discovery of like purpose and making sure that I'm aligning with what the Lord is calling me to do, that I'm being obedient, that I'm listening well, knowing that I won't be perfect in it. Um, but, but I just want to be so faithful to that and yeah. what he wants me to do. So tell me, um, like how has your journey been in discovering God's purpose for your life? Uh, that's a, that's a long conversation. <laughs> well, you can give me the short version and then we can talk offline. Oh uh, my God. I would, I would say. I would say that I am constantly in discovery mm. of what God's, what the manifestation or the application of God's purpose is in my life at any given time. What I've learned over time, though, is that ultimately my purpose is to glorify God, to be obedient to God, um, to to pursue um, looking more and more like Christ mm-hmm. and understanding that that's going to look differently situation to situation as God leads me and um, you know introduces me to new people and places me in different situations. Um, I think that 
I think sometimes when we talk about purpose, um, it can be conflated with gift our gifts. But I think that our it's it's important to know what our gifts are and the fact that God uses those gifts for His good purpose in our lives. So I think I think over time, like um, you know, in my walk with the Lord and early early um, becoming like becoming a Christian or you know that turn and and walking with Him, you know, I did feel like okay, Lord, I feel that you have called me to. Um, yeah to help build up the church but i thought all of us have been called to do mm -hmm. that you know uh to to minister to share god's word to um to listen to people um remind them that they were created by god are loved by god um to remind those who are in christ that they belong to god that god is faithful in completing the work that he began in each and every one of them um, and I know that that's going to look different, um, day to day at different times. Um, but that's, that's kind of been, that's kind of been my journey. You know, it's kind of been my journey. And I think it's like, okay, Lord, I'm at this job. We're in this time. Um, Lord, what are you doing? Because here's the thing, God, I, I know that God is not passive. You know, I know that he's active. I know that he's always working. And I think regardless of my acknowledgement of, of, of it, he's going to be faithful to himself and who he is constantly. Mm -hmm. So I think there's something to be said about, okay, Lord, I know that you're doing something. Um, how much of it are you going to clue me into? And regardless of that, what do I need to know in order to be in alignment and in partnership and in obedience uh, to what it is you're seeking to do with my life because it belongs to you? So long story short, I don't know, but I'm thankful for 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 any time that God has been able to to use me, um, and um, yeah, and I continue to pray that He gets the maximum glory out of my life. Amen. That's yeah. good. Okay, so sorry about that. Um, no I worries. <laughs> couldn't do this lighting, so it's a little bit darker in here, um, but I don't want to get a migraine. And... I can see you very well. So okay. Good. good. Yeah. <laughs> um okay so my last question about this is um so until the, like the last few years um mm. when I thought about my identity like up until the last few years I literally was like okay believer black and woman like that's how I classified myself my identity right and um and honestly there were times where I would feel like the black would exceed <laughs> uh, mm, my identity mm. as far as being a believer because i'm like mm. the culture this mm. is like when you see me this is what it is you know what i mean yeah yeah so um uh, i was convicted <clears throat> about that um the past few years and it was just like no like um so when i was going through this other program um same person monica was like well what is your identity and i was just like i don't mm. even know how to answer that question mm. and so the lord was like well your identity is in me and it was Amen. Cool thing. Amen. and so i you know was like okay that makes so much more sense now and now like as i think about my life it's really like how can i look like jesus more mm. how can i look like jesus more and so my identity is like now wrapped up in him um mm. and of course that doesn't take away from this melanin that um is yeah. some day <laughs> 
But um, yeah, so t- now be- you tell me, like as a believer, Nigerian, American, a man, mm-hmm. like how have you come to reconcile your identity? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it's a constant, it's a constant thing. So first of all, like you, like you said earlier, like my, what the work that God has got done in me is coming to a point where I recognize that my identity is in Christ. I am a Christian, I am a son of God, I'm a child of God, um, by grace, by grace alone. What a, what a gift, um, you know, through faith in Jesus that we could be children of God. And that that is something that is constant, that can never be taken away from me. Um, and I have learned to anchor my identity in that because I have found that the other things that I have sometimes maybe unknowingly anchored my identity in when I have had those things stripped away or threatened, um, I found myself without ground to stand on. Mm. Um, I think back to like, you know, 2009 when I graduated from college and, um, you know, we were in a recession, it was a bad economy and I spent four years at Bucknell University on a scholarship, you know, doing well. I graduated with honors in economics, graduated with uh, honors, you know, from Bucknell, cum laude, all of that, and had great internships. And I didn't even realize that I took some pride in those things. Mm-hmm. But I was like, yo, I, I felt like, okay, yeah, I've done all this stuff. I'm going to have a good job um, coming out of college and begin my career. Um, I graduated to, you know, not a great economy. And um, a lot of opportunities that did not materialize, um, a lot of expectations that, that did not come to be. And I'm looking at myself in the mirror and every month or day that passes that I become separated from this degree, I felt like lost its value. And I'm like, who am I? Mm-hmm. You know, on a job market where like, you know, I get to the final round and there's somebody else with more experience. And I just felt like the things that maybe I was attaching my security and my identity to were falling apart. And then I even thought about like on campus, you know, I was a person, like there was an identity I had. I did things, I, I led worship, I led a Bible study, I was an RA, you know, I was the dude that this, this, I was the dude that was involved in this. And here I am at home and I'm no longer any of those things. And I'm looking at myself, I'm like, who am I now? Mm-hmm. So it took a couple of months of like, really some degree of like depression, um, you know, uh, before, I found myself face to face with God and, and I'm like, yo, you know, I heard basically there was a question that popped in my head um, that I believe was prompted by the Lord. I was just like, yo, if I gave you a job right now, is that, that means everything's going to be better and you're going to be good. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, snap. Mm-hmm. But like the, the, what I am wrestling with is greater than lack of employment. What I am wrestling with is where is my identity and where is my security and where is my worth? Is my worth tied to having a job? Is my security tied to having a job or is it tied to having a God and a good father who provides for me regardless of circumstance and experience? Is my identity tied to accomplishment or is it tied to being a child of God? And um, that was a shift for me. So I find, you know, there are, moments in time of reset you know where i can get it twisted essentially and you know start to 
auto autopilot and pick up other idols and other ways to identify myself and have God kind of like shake that out and remind myself of who I am. And I, and I think that's that's really what it is. My identity is in Christ. Everything else is 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 second. Everything else is a gift. Everything else is an opportunity um, that should still be centered in my identity in Christ. Otherwise, it's, it's, it becomes an idol and a letdown because it cannot, I mean, to quote my brother, Mike, you know, uh, you know, an, an idol that cannot bear the weight of my expectations because mm. it will fail, but God does not fail at all. Mm, that's real. That's good. That's so good. Um, and I like that. Um, everything else is a gift. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Mm, okay. Um, yeah. So real tough thing before we get into the music. So yeah, this has been um, a really tough week just in itself uh, with yeah. all that's happened with the highlights of, yeah. you know, Ahmad Arbery yeah. and, um, you know, just it hitting this week. Um, so tell me, like, how did it affect you? Uh, thinking about it, I know when I talked to you um, yesterday, yeah. you were just kind of in a somber space. So um, tell me what your thoughts are about these things. Yeah, sure. I don't. I don't know that I even have the words to be frank with you. Yeah. Okay. I. I. I was numb. I am numb. Yeah, it's really interesting that you say that, because that's the word that I thought of. It wasn't, I was like, not de it's definitely not desensitized to it, mm -hmm. but it mm -hmm. felt, it was a numbness there because yeah. I'm like, oh, another one, another. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So it's hard. Yeah. And I know um, our pastor's been talking um, yeah. about it and I didn't watch the video. I just knew I couldn't. Um, I watched I watched the video, but I didn't know what I was. I, it's almost like I wasn't prepared. Like, did I? I knew it was a video from what happened, but I couldn't have um, imagined. Like, it just wrecked me, and I just kind of I don't know. There was something I don't know if it was like protective in a way. Mm -hmm. um, because it continues to be a realization of fears, fears that I have as a, as a, as a black man in this country. Um, and it's just like a, continu a continuation of a long history of um, the demon that is racism yeah. and hatred and the lives that it has cost, uh, the lives that we've lost. And I mean, that a man would go jog, leave your family, man, and just be like, yo, I'm just gonna go for a job, right? And it's kind of wild in this time, even though this happened back in February and we're in May and we're just hearing about right. this and 
they're just now being charged and arrested, which is a whole other conversation about justice and law enforcement and in this country and 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 racism in this country. But especially now that we're quarantined, like, you know, we don't have a, a, a lot of opportunity to do a lot of things for our mental health. We're going on walks. Right. Some of us are going on runs. Right. And I know what it's like to like walk down the street in a neighborhood that I don't usually walk through. It's my neighborhood. I live here. I live a couple blocks away, but I don't I don't usually walk down this way. And well, even like, covering up your face. Yeah, and I'm walking around with a mask. And I'm walking around with a mask. And it's like, but even without a mask, like I, I, you know, constantly, you know, have that thing of like, am I too close to someone's yard? Mm -hmm. Am I too close to someone's property? You know, is someone going to say like, oh, I've never seen this person around here before. Is my black skin going to cause someone to assume that I am, you know, someone who, who is, happens to have these type of, 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 of views, um, uh, these these hatred fueled views that I that I would be a criminal or a threat or whatever it is and decide to take matters into their own hands or call the police and just just it's it's um yeah it's really wild I I it's heartbreaking um, it is a lot of things um, and I think there's a compounded grief mm. the loss of one life is one life too many to lose. Mm -hmm but it is compounded by all the lives, both those that we have talked about and those that we haven't, and not just compounded by the lives lost to racism and police brutality in our times and the history of times before of racism in this country, but it is also um, the compounded grief of the lack of, of, of justice being carried out that there has been a lack of accountability. Um, and it almost leaves you in a place of helplessness. Mm. Because when you have laws that give you the pretense of protection, the pretense, and I hate to use the word pretense, I use the word pretense because of the miscarriage of justice when it comes to these laws. When you have these laws that, that in, in this time feel like pretense, um, they don't, they don't uh, what's the word I'm looking They do not disincentivize mm. someone. Those, those two men felt empowered to do what they did. And not only were they empowered in the moment, whatever empowerment they felt that led them to make the choices that they they made were further affirmed by the actions and inaction that occurred afterwards yeah yeah Oof. to no to no one's surprise mm -hmm. it's it's one of those things that both is like You're both shocked and you're not shocked at the same time, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so it was, it was a lot to process to be, to be quite honest. And it's not about me. I think about this family. I think about all of us. Um, I'm grateful for leaders like Pastor Mike, who I know 
two are having a personal engagement with this, mm -hmm. but then also choosing to speak in a way that can encourage and serve as a bomb uh, to us in this time, mm -hmm. um, uh, but also motivate us and encourage us with action and speaking to our church and our congregation. I have to say, you know, one of the things that I have been um, encouraged by um, is some of the response that I've seen um, by some of our pri privileged brothers and sisters, our brothers and sisters that don't have um, that don't don't have this to worry about. Yeah, you know, that don't have to deal with this. Mm -hmm. And I've seen, you know, in previous times, there are responses that, like, I get, you know, that there are blinders to that, and it's been a process, and sometimes there's pain in that that we could be that we can have a community, a section of the church that is in grief and we come to church and we continue church as usual. And I'm like, no, but then if there's like, you know, and it's, I'm not trying to compare it to this, all of these things should, should result in, 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 um, in our grieving together and carrying each other's burdens, loving each other, praying, seeking out things that we can do. Um, but when there are things that impact, uh, you know, other communities, it's like, oh, it becomes a topic to discuss. And I've seen that change. I've seen people speak up. I've seen that. I think there's something um, hard about feeling like you're alone in your grief, mm -hmm. you know, and I think I've seen, and I don't know, I don't, I don't know the numbers. I don't know, but I've been encouraged by um, people who don't have the personal burden of wondering whether their child or they themselves or their brother or their father um, would experience this actually speak and say, I'm so sorry. And what can I do? Mm -hmm. I'm grieving with you. What can I do? How can we help? How can we tackle this problem? That is not just your problem. It is our problem. Yeah. And, and I am grateful for that. Mm -hmm. Grateful for that. I'm grateful for seeing less of the commentary of, oh, we don't have all the facts. We ain't seen we ain't seen the whole thing like what happened before this time you know i just i just that that is incredibly um you know to be uh both specific and also not uh uh <laughs> not <laughs> fully capture what i feel infuriating it's infuriating yeah. <laughs> when i see language like that so I, I think it's a it's a process you know we're praying we're reminded that god is a god of justice mm -hmm. that he is faithful um, in this time, um, that even though we have uh, eternity to long for and a time of reconciliation with God, where this type of suffering will end, where racism will end, where all injustice will end and, and cease, um, all of that, uh, uh, I am thankful that God is also interested in justice in this time as well, and um, that we uh, get to participate not in any way that we can. So I think all of the, um, you know, uh, the advocacy resulted in arrests. Um, mm -hmm. You know, one could say like that should give us joy, but I also know um, historically arrests have not amounted to justice uh, before. So I think we continue to labor in prayer. We continue to labor in advocacy. We continue to labor in figuring out what we can do specifically. And I've got to be honest with you. Sometimes I don't know what, I, what do I do? How can I help? Yeah. That's what I want to figure out. And I, I know that like I have the burden of that. So like once I get past like just being 
numb and, and grieved and, and, and all of that. Like, I want to figure out, like, what can I do specifically? What really can I do to move this forward um, and, and make sure that there is justice and that we don't see things like this, that we discourage people from feeling like they can treat uh, Black people like this and take our lives. Um, yeah, so much. But that's, that's really what it's been. But I know that God is on the throne. I know that he is sovereign Lord over everything. I know that he is good. And I pray for the comfort and consolation of his family. I know that that is an ongoing thing. And I pray for justice. I pray for justice. I pray for a change in this country. I pray for the annihilation and, and elimination of whiteness in this country. Um, yeah, all of that. I just, yeah. So, And it's interesting to engage with that as like, you know, we talked about identity earlier, like I'm black, but like, I'm black here. What does it mean to be black in Nigeria? We are black. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So it's like, like even when we talk about, you know, the the creation of these social constructs, really just as a means to oppress and um, to 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 exercise prejudice, and um, it is it's, it's interesting to to me to engage with that because there are ways that like. Yeah, you know, I don't have the burden of the full history of this in this country. Um, and I think over time I have tried to uh, make a conscious effort to engage and, and be aware. Um, and and um, while understanding that I may not fully, fully understand it because my parents are immigrants, but being here, yo, if I was the one going on that jog in that neighborhood, um, those whatever those dudes' names are, uh, like they don't see a Nigerian first generation American. They see a black man. They see a black man who fits the wicked profile that they have in their head as someone who would break break into homes in their neighborhood. You know, but I don't even. You know, it's a lot. Yeah. No. I mean, I. Uh, I. I. You know, one. I just thank you for. Um, being in a space and openness about this because I know um you weren't really looking forward to I mean and just the topic itself isn't something yeah no it's just a, it's a lot but it's, it's worth talking about I think there's, there's a lot I don't want to say the wrong things look if I said something right I'm open to education and learning all the time um but it's it, it is definitely heavy and I grieve for for their family I grieve for us I grieve for this country mm -hmm. um I agree for this country and in the future because it's just this unknown thing and how do we get there and I mean and sometimes I think about well um, because this is a broken a fallen world a broken world because sin exists then it's like well well will we ever get to a place of until the lord comes back you know what i mean until mm -hmm. this new heaven and earth arrives yeah. um, um it's nice to see strides but it's but when you look at the strides you like man it's still so yeah. so far to go and yeah. i think you've already started like touching on it um because i still just always go think about and go back to um 
like when we think about these things like what are truths that we can go to and it's just like well you've been mentioning them it's like well who is god yeah. he is just and sometimes i think what what's hard about it is like going back to this we're waiting on waiting on his justice yeah and, yeah and remembering too that well our justice is not his justice um yeah. so like and i say that part in thinking about well waiting like having to wait on on this is hard but i think there's a degree even though i want to say this because i look i know that there's a nuance in this conversation because mm -hmm. you know there is the reaction to us believers who have a hope um that is in eternity and we're like we know yes first of all we're sinners right like we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of god so we deserve the wrath of god each and every one of us mm -hmm. uh any of us that are on the other side of that wrath is because of the sacrifice that christ made because god pursued us and made a way for us to have peace with him and be reconciled with him that we can have certainty of eternal life with god that is a gift it is indeed a gift um at 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 the same time um you know we have expectation as we see suffering a wickedness um injustices in this world that there will be an ultimate justice and i think there is a sense in which like you know some people might hear that and be like oh so y'all just gonna wait y'all not gonna do nothing mm -hmm. So your hope is to comfort yourself with a future justice. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think God is calling us to wait passively. I think we engage in fighting like the history that this country has had of people fighting for justice. We continue to fight for justice in this time, but being strengthened and empowered by god being just and knowing that there will be ultimate justice that as far as we continue to push the needle and see changes even if we don't see ourselves getting to that point yet uh when we don't get to that promised land yet we know that we will get there and it makes the fight worth it because we know god cares about it in this time um too you know yeah yeah let, like that will be done on earth as it is in heaven you know, let's 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 do that. Let's do that here and fight for that here. Um, yeah. No, man. Yeah, that's really good. And um, I think not. I think, but when we finish this, I definitely want you to um, pray for for these things. I'm going to ask you to close us out in prayer when we when we get to that point, because yeah. um, I just think that's important to honor um and acknowledge and recognize <clears throat> those things so thank you i appreciate that thank you again for joining me i had so much fun this was episode three part two stay tuned we're gonna have another part i can't wait for you to see what else we're talking about with me and my good friend odie um it's gonna be great conversation so i'll see you next time don't forget to like comment and subscribe bye